My name's Adrian and welcome as we begin our four-week mini-series uh, looking at Nehemiah and the rebuilding of a ruined city uh, called Jerusalem. But as I do so, I just want to pray for those, any of you have problems with your eyes, back of your eyes, retina, uh, I just sense that God will breathe on you as I pray. So right now, Jesus, I pray in your name, I speak to eyes, eyes that are damaged, eyes that are uncomfortable, painful, I say pain go, let there be healing in retinas and eyeballs, uh, the conjunctiva on the surface of our eye, I pray for clarity, pray for eyes to be opened in Jesus' name. Lord, you said that we will be recovery of sight for the blind, so I speak right now. If you're blind, I speak life into your eyes. In Jesus' name, amen. So let me uh, move quickly on to Nehemiah and uh, a few little things about him that Nehemiah uh, is one of the, historically, is one of the last books of the Bible. Um, so it would have come about the same time as Malachi, about 400 years or so before birth of Christ. Uh, but Nehemiah's writing a time that the city is in despair. Uh, in dis and debris and dust. The worship of God had once been central, now uh, no longer. The holiness of God, the favour of God on his people, but now they've all been taken away. A city that knew uh, prosperity and safety, now there's nobody to care for anyone, at the very least the widows. It's like a destroyer had run ravaged through the population like a world that had lost hope and purpose and so uh, I think if we're honest that's a picture as we look at our world a world that's staggering around staggering around in darkness without the light uh, of the world even in this this pandemic we see around us a sense of despair and a sense of what can be done now to one degree we share that we love our families our friends our nation and yet also though our eyes are on God and we say God would you be the one who brings salvation would you bring the answer our belief here you know that God has called us as open doors a church in Kettering to be a city set on a hill that's what God has said to, about us we're a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden so we say let the light shine it's a city where God's rule, his kingdom rule, his glory is manifest in us as we meet, but also through us as we go. We're a city that blesses our town, our region, our nation and the nations. So may fresh faith fill us as we go through this series. So Nehemiah, he's not a priest, he's not a prophet, he's not uh, working in the religious establishment. Uh, he does have lots of prestige. He's got quite a, a, a nice job at first glance. He's cupbearer to the king. He gets to taste the king's wine and maybe the king's food. We know he lives in the palace in Susa um, in the Middle East. Uh, that's a great job until we realise that some people might want to poison the king. And so uh, poor Nehemiah is going to be the one that gets that first. And so perhaps a good salary, as I say, good house. But then his brother Hanani comes Hanani has been living in Jerusalem, uh, Nehemiah is living in Susa, so Babylon maybe, uh, in Iran, modern day Iran. So his brother comes with a report of what life is like back in Jerusalem. And Nehemiah questions him about what's going on. You see, as he listens, 
His heart breaks, his heart melts. And here's the story that the Jerusalem that he loved, uh, the gates are burnt, the walls are knocked down. And the nation that had known the promises of being a blessing to the nations is now derelict. The people of God that had lived with the promise that their king, a king and his kingdom of peace would, would reign, actually now look and think, where's the king and where's the peace? Things have gone terribly wrong. So what had happened, the Babylonians had marched in, they had taken captive all the Jews, they'd taken them, as I say, to a modern day Iran. The once glorious Temple of Solomon has been destroyed, knocked down. People have been deported thousands of miles away. Now some got on and served God in this new place. You can read Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, and also Queen Esther. She was a queen in the courts of a Persian king. So some worshipped God where they were, but many were uh, missing and uh, wanting to see something happen back in their city. And through much prayer in Daniel, we can read um, the king uh, in Babylon released uh, Nehemiah and others to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. It uh, didn't work too well. Read Ezra alongside Nehemiah. But anyway, Nehemiah hears the story of the city that has been destroyed and he responds. We hear daily news of tragedy too and we respond. I wonder we might respond like Nehemiah. Nehemiah didn't come up with a plan. He didn't come up with a three-step plan. He came up with a surrender and a brokenness of heart. He didn't rebuke the enemy. He didn't stand and march around the city. He wasn't naming and claiming. There wasn't any prophetic action to force God's hand, if that were possible anyway. Rather, Nehemiah sits and weeps and mourns, fasts and prays. He stepped back rather than stepped into it. He, he stepped back into the heart of God. He, he loved his cities. He heard the news from his brother. Something happens in his heart. And as he hears the devastation of God's city, something grips him. And for four months, for four months, he's like this. For four months. Friends, if you are grieving and mourning and you think this is days, weeks and months, you're in the company of Nehemiah too. He was crying out, God, God, it shouldn't be this way. Change. And out of this burden, out of his brokenness, out of his prayer his intercession sometimes just groans maybe you've known just groans in our heart they're like they are the intercession i can't put it into words but it's like, ah actually nehemiah something grows and we read about those things um, in the weeks ahead you see any great work of god begins with god doing a great work in somebody in your eye any great work of god begins with god doing a great work in us so why does Nehemiah care and why, why do we care? I mean, he had a nice job. He was quite, it was quite comfortable living with the king in Susa in the palace. You see, remember this promise that the Jews live with. There will be a promised kingdom of peace led by the Messiah. That was their, that was their ache. That had been their focus. But now that has been ripped from them, it appears, by the Babylonians taking them into captivity. Nehemiah's heart begins to ache. You see, although he served a king, Nehemiah knew he served the king. Although he served a king, he knew he served the king. His job, his position, wasn't the end of the deal. It was about his 
priority. It wasn't the job or position, it was his priority of serving the king. So he expressed the rule of God in serving a king because he knew he served the king of all kings. And friends, you and I, we serve kings, bosses, rulers, but do you know, ultimately we serve the king, the King Jesus. And in this time of pandemic, although we serve and we look to people and we think, come on, actually we know we serve the King and we look to him. Friends, he's our answer. And if we serve the King, we know that we want to see his kingdom come. And Nehemiah's motto, maybe ours, would be along the lines of, if it matters to the King, then it matters to me. If it matters to God, it matters to me. So let me ask you, where in your life, where in your culture are things that are broken that once gave honour to God? Or maybe even now they testify falsely to God. What breaks your heart like it breaks his? Nehemiah's heart broke for the city because it was God's city. Nehemiah's heart broke for the city because it was a a prophetic promise of being a blessing to the nations. Friends, let our hearts in this time, uh, let's break for God's promises, God's love and God's mercy. Let's allow him to shape us. Let's not just be shaped by circumstances, but let's be shaped by the king. So let me read to you what Nehemiah says in, uh, he he writes, uh, Nehemiah is a bit like a, a diary, Um, of what happened. So Nehemiah 1 verse 1, these are the memoirs of Nehemiah son of Hakaliah. In the late autumn, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, in that reign, I was in the fortress at Susa. Hanani, one of my brothers, came to visit me with other men who had just arrived from Jerusalem, uh, from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said, Things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They're in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down. The gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down. It was like all the air went out of him. His heart melted. I wept. In fact, for days, for days, I mourned, fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. And then I prayed and we can read uh, his prayer. Something gripped his heart. May God's burden for our town, our nation, our loved one, may that stir in our hearts in this season. May we have the grace of God to not be focused on serving a king, but to live knowing we serve the king. You see, Nehemiah modelled someone else. And I love as we read Old Testament stories and narrative, we ask, where's Jesus? Well, Nehemiah leaves his place of influence, his palace, and he becomes a servant of a ruined city, a broken people. He's modeling Jesus, son of the Most High, who leaves his throne in heaven and his place of glory and becomes a servant taking the form of you and I as a man, human, uh, made human in every way, yet still God, but he humbles himself, he becomes a servant, 
becomes obedient to death, even death on the cross. Jesus came to a ruined city, but it wasn't a place, it was a people. Mankind. Jesus comes to mankind. That is like has been broken apart like the walls of a destroyed city. He became like us in every way. He identifies with our weaknesses in order that he can rebuild what the destroyer has done. Jesus, on his death on the cross, was taking the destroying, our, our destruction, and speaking life because death couldn't hold him he rose again he ascended to the father jesus declares the destroyer will not have the last word and he declares that over you and i and over open door and through us to our town too the gospels declare that jesus through his life his death and his resurrection and ascension he shows us that the destroyer will not have the last word he shows us that he has come to give life and he comes to give life to you and I in our time, in this time of pandemic. Jesus comes to give life. He says, the destroyer will not have the last word. Look at the cross, look at the resurrection and look at the ascension. And it gets better. You see the name Nehemiah, do you know what it means? It means God is our comforter. Nehemiah means God is our comforter. Nehemiah is modeling someone that came. Even his name declares God is our comforter. Through Nehemiah's life, he comforts Jerusalem. He moves and he restores with a team. He sees the walls and the city rebuilt. Not just a temple, but a city. Friends, the comforter, Jesus says, I'll send the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity of God comes upon us and he will cause us also to be part of the rebuilding, not of a temple, just a temple, but of a city, filling the whole earth. Friends, when we have been called to be followers of Christ, we become agents of the kingdom, of the rebuilding of the kingdom. Jesus started it, and so through us, now this is our era, this is our season, to get on with the rebuilding work that God has started in Jesus. Isn't that amazing? We've been given a call. It's not just Nehemiah, oh, let's read about him. Wasn't that a nice story? No, you and I are 21st century Nehemiahs. So the only issue is, what bit of the wall has God given you to rebuild in the city? In your school, in your home, in your workplace, in your hospital, in your street, in, with your kids, what bit of the wall has God given you? Why don't you ask him? as we start 2021. God, what part, what bit of the wall do you want me to play? The wall of justice, the wall of righteousness, the wall of love, of mercy, of tenderness. What bit of the wall has God given you to do? God is about a great rebuilding work. And being a kingdom people means we're focused not just on serving our king, but on serving the king. And the one who equips us is the comforter the holy spirit let me read you jesus quotes this passage isaiah 61 and jesus quotes it in luke 4. get this and see if you can hear the rebuilding commission so isaiah 61 of jesus it says the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor wait a minute it's not just on him now it's on us if you are a follower of Jesus, receive the anointed, the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now. Come, Holy Spirit, 
as I read this. This is over you too. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. Let's say it together. He's upon me. He's upon us. He's upon you and I. The Lord has anointed us to bring good news to the poor. He has sent us. We're sent to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. Come out of jail. He sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of God's favour has come. Jesus quotes these verses and he now commissions us. Verse 3, to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty, a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. And in their righteousness, these people that have been released, the people of new crowns and cloaks, they will be great oaks for the Lord. They will be great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. And here it is. Verse four, these great oaks, these restored, they, we, they will rebuild the ancient ruins. You and I will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they've been deserted for many generations. Friends, there it is. You and I are commissioned like Nehemiah. We've caught God's burden that the world would know the kingdom of God. Jesus has announced it, now we begin to live it, express it, and see an unfolding of it in our era. Even in COVID, what does the kingdom of God express look like? If you're a follower of Jesus, as I am, with all our ups and downs, with all our questions, we are commissioned by God the same. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on us. Wherever you go, wherever I go, we are kingdom, we are agents of the kingdom. We are Christ's ambassadors. We are making a statement in everything we do. We're making a statement in everything we do, friends. Are we making a statement about the king? You see, you've been given power. It's not your own energy. Isaiah 61, Luke 4 says, the spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit fills us. He comes and lives in us. And as he lives in us, he does a rebuilding job in us. I'm so thankful for the rebuilding grace of God uh, in my life. And so many of you, I've said, let's be hungry. God, be working in us. But also, God, be rebuilding through us. We don't need to get to a certain level before we, we like graduate to doing this. Stuff. No, Jesus says, come with me. I'll do it in you and through you, in you and through you as we go. He rebuilds us from the inside and sends us to the same, to do the same in our cities like Nehemiah. Did you hear? You hear it again. Those he rescues become the rebuilders of his city. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they've been deserted for many generations. Holy Spirit, let's pray. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, anoint us. Come and live in us, come and dwell in us as Jesus promised. You're the comforter that Jesus speaks of. Come and strengthen us, Lord. Thank you that you're not just a, you're, you're not at all a, a there, there comforter, but you're a comforter that provokes and stirs and strengthens. Oh Lord, we lift our eyes to you, Lord. Our, our hearts are 
Lord, they're in pain as we look at what is going on in our nation, in our, our world, our families. Oh, Lord God, and we pray, would you stir us that we have eyes to see you as the king. We know that we serve you, the king. But whatever we're doing, Lord, in this lockdown period, on furlough, however we're living, Lord, that we live knowing we're not just serving a king, but we're serving the king. Come on us for fresh rebuilding. Thank you that you have people and uh, purpose for us around us, even in this time. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, how would you want me to express your kingdom? How would you want us to express your kingdom and rebuild? In Jesus' name, I pray, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit and breathe in us. God bless you. Just speak to those eyes, Lord. Let eyes be opened. Let the hand of God be on us. Let the breath of God be breathing, Lord, all over us. Remember that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, comes and does it in us and through us. God bless you. Amen.